We started actually with you visiting the police, if you seem to, if you if you recall. You saw the bulletin go out that anyone connected with or having any past dealings with Albin Grau was requested at the to show up at the Kreuzberg police station to be interviewed by Inspector Krieg. And you complied like the good law abiding citizens that you all are. Yes? Mostly. Yep. Mostly, yep. You all went. You all did go. That wasn't the thing that we did wrong, though. <laughs> no. But, Amory, you decided first to offer a cup of tea to the desk sergeant. But it seemed to warm him up because you charmed him into telling you that Inspector Krieg was trying to fit uh, Max up for the crime. So you, you went in, you had a conversation with Krieg. He was extremely suspicious and not, not a little bit manipulative, but he let you go. And you then decided that it was important to clear your name, I believe. Was that right? Mm-hmm. I think what happened was we, we realized that we had broken into this place, right? Yeah, you needed to make sure that, that the evidence was hadn't been tampered with and that you could prove for certain that Grau had killed himself. And so you got a friendly photographer, reporter, I can't remember who exactly, to go around and get the evidence for you. And I believe someone fumbled a role at that point. I didn't listen to the whole thing, but I think there was a fumbled role. I fumbled my luck role with the photographer. So the photographer is a turncoat. Yeah, exactly. And rather than going to the crime scene and photographing the evidence to prove that Grau killed himself, he went straight back to Krieg and brought them back to Café Sophie, where we return or we uh, we uh, reunite with the group, all sitting there sitting, standing, whatever, as Krieg and his bulls, his police bulls, come in with the handcuffs. So... Yeah, I have a question before we start. I can't remember when when the photographer was called. Was that was he called on the phone or did he come to us? I called him on the phone. Yeah, I was going to say, there's something that I thought important was that he showed up with Krieg. And correct me if I'm wrong, Andy, because you just listened to it, but as he walked in, he's like, oh, yeah, you're right, but... He basically admitted that this was a stitch-up. Yeah, yeah, he absolutely admitted. He said, go play the cards that you're dealt. Wait, what is a stitch-up? Frame-up. A frame-up. A frame-up. Oh, oh. Is that a common term? But who, Krieg admitted that to us? No, the photographer. Well, he said, I can't remember the exact words he used, but effectively he said, you got to make your way in this world. And he made a decision to, I guess, take whatever Krieg was offering. Ah, right. It wasn't that he wa didn't believe us. No, oh, no. They. I think it's quite clear that everyone knows you didn't do this, but you're being framed, effectively. Yeah, which which is why I think that's important, because I think we're in a lot of trouble. So when they come in, I jump up with my hands up and open, walk towards them, basically interposing the bulk of my body between everyone else in the room. And as I do, I look at Katroyan mm -hmm. and, like, Give you, you know, the like nod, like get the hell out, like towards the back door. Oh, really? Okay. Man, I have a good, I have a good employee. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so, Krieg, who's standing behind the the four or five policemen that have come in and, and as they're advancing, Krieg says, "This will be a lot easier if you come quietly." Who? Who are you here for? All of you. Well, we've committed no crime. We will see. Is there is there a window nearby to jump out of? Is there any kind of opening? 
okay, the only way to get to the windows would be to go through them, or you could try and run through the back. That would be the other option. All right. I'm going to shout scatter and run yeah. out through the back. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Now, what are the rest of you thinking or doing? You know, when obviously Safina is just like a, she's a hunted rabbit, she's going to run, but what about the rest of you? I'm just staring Krieg in the eye. Mm -hmm. I think we are in a lot of trouble, and we basically, that means we just have to pull out all stops. Wow. So I'm going to say, tell him about the photo, Eckhart. Ooh, because we had sent the photo away, right? Yeah, we have to blackmail him at this point, I think. We have to try blackmail, I think. Okay, so you're saying that. What's Katrin doing? I actually look Krieg in the eye and I say, you will not like what's going to be published in the Zeitung tomorrow if we don't have some cooperation from you. And you know that I have friends that can make that so. It's true. The photo's already been copied in three or four places. Despite the treachery of what I thought was an associate here who has basically signed himself out of business forever. He's looking very guilty and sheepish at the moment, your photographer friend. And what about Amory? I Well, I was going to try to uh, slink out the back, but I will still do that since they're all going to be focused on, instead of going out the back, I'm going to head to the bathroom. Okay, which is still yeah. probably out the back. I mean, in yeah. that direction. Well, I, I don't want to follow. Okay, so I want to go somewhere where I don't have to follow where she went, but I can kind of duck down by something. Is, is Anne-Marie thinking they won't, all these men won't follow her into the women's bathroom? <laughs> exactly, that's it. Rock solid idea. We simply can't go in there. We, we simply can't. I'm afraid we'll have to let her go because we can't go into the ladies' bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I'm just going to get up real casual and just start uh, slowly walking towards me. You know what? Make a luck roll. Amory. Yeah, that's why I asked if we called, because I don't know that they even know me. Well, I did go into the PlayStation, I guess. Where's my character sheet? Uh, green, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Hard. So, Creek says, well, let those women go. You three, though. You come and talk to us in the station. I don't like what you're implying, Herr Katorian. You might not like what you're implying, but you'll like what happens if you abuse your power like this, you know, any further, you, get, you know, and then I look at him and I say, you know, I have been misunderstood for many years. I'm a businessman who sometimes has to take a few liberties because I'm a foreigner in this country. And this country isn't always particularly hospitable to foreigners, but I have learned to uh, survive and I have made a great deal of acquaintance, including a lot of people that you frankly don't want to cross. Mister, you've always been so very straight and incorruptible. Oh, I can see now it was a fumbled credit rating roll. That was it. Wow, you rolled a hundred on the credit rating. Can you make a psychology roll? Yes. Hmm. Hard success. You realize that your words actually are resonating. You can see that Krieg is an extremely conflicted man. He knows what you're saying. It's true. that Maybe he doesn't know you specifically, but he knows of you. He knows your network, your web of connections. Mm -hmm. And you can see that he is troubled by what he's having to do now. So... While this is happening, I'm going to walk over to the bar where there's like a ball of fruit and uh, pick up a piece of fruit and say, as he, I see him like thinking about this, these pictures, really very interesting. And I put the, I just like, like I'm going to take a big bite 
and just lodge it in my mouth like a pig and then put my hand on my throat like that. <laughs> and then I and then I take the big bite and like eat it with my mouth open, basically making a mess and like laughing. Okay. What are you trying to do? Are you trying to intimidate him? Are you trying to psych him out? What are you trying to do? A bit of both. Like intimidate like add to the intimidation factor of like don't cross Katorian by saying, We know your secret and using it to belittle him and emasculate him at the same time. That sounds intimidating to me. <laughs> yeah, that's an intimidate roll. Make an intimidate roll. Okay, which I do with a bonus. Oh, you do? You are? Yeah, I'm scary. This is like mostly random character, so I'm like trying to play it as... Uh... Extreme. Because <laughs> you get a bonus, yeah? So you're, you're yeah, an extreme. Yeah. That's scary talent. That's an extreme success. Right, he looks at you and his eyes almost pop out of his head. He clearly gets the reference that you're making. He says... He kind of strides over to you, and he leans, and he says, How do you know about this? Who are you? What's going on? We're just some law-abiding citizens who had absolutely nothing to do with the murder of Alvin Grau, or the suicide of Alvin Grau, rather. There was no murder. He grabs you by the lapels, and he pulls you in, he says, You do not say anything about this to anyone. We have no interest in embarrassing you. I'm sure that whoever put you up to this, uh had their reasons, but as long as you're no longer their cat's paw, we have no reason to eliminate you. Indeed, there are few enough incorruptible, spot-free reputations among the Bulla in, of Berlin. We could hardly afford to uh, lose you as one of them, could we? In fact, you should know. If anything should happen to us, those pictures will, will be sent out. So if there's anything you might want to tell us, now might be a good time. You can see a, a trickle of sweat running down his forehead, and he, he sort of wipes it away from the corner of his eye, where it's stinging. And he says, I don't know who you are, really, but goddamn, goddammit. And he says, come on, go. Now we go. And he turns around, and all the policemen are ushered out of the cafe. And then he stands at the door, turns around, and he says, this will not be the end of this. You have my word. And then he stomps off out of the cafe, leaving you all free men and women. Max just starts slowly clapping for Katorian and Eckhart. Eckhart, remind me at the end of the month you're getting another raise. You're going to be a very wealthy man soon. Sure. You, you hear the toilet flush in the women's room and I come out. <laughs> very well handled. I'm, I'm, I feel like giving you a round of applause myself. But yeah, so... They have left empty-handed the police. I mean... I think that was a tactic of bad cop, worse cop. <laughs> yeah, indeed it was. As they leave, your photographer friend, he's kind of looking at you, startled, with wide eyes, and he turns and he runs for the door. Ah, uh, I think I'm going to trip him. Good. <laughs> That's on principle. All right, make a, uh, make a fighting brawl roll. Oh, I shouldn't be the one doing this. <laughs> of course, you're Mr. Terrible at fights. Yeah, you get within about three feet of him, but he, he eludes you. He just hops over your clumsily outstretched leg, and then he's gone. He's out the door, and he's gone. Do you want to shout anything at him, Katrin? You're finished in this business. You're finished in this business! And he just, he yeah, he, you see him just sprinting down the road, realizing that he has made a very big error. Anyway, well, you, you peace returns to Cafe Sophie. 
not even any um, smashed windows to replace, which is usually what happens after the bulls come. All right. <clears throat> I'll go to the back door and call out there and get uh, Safina back. I have a turn. I'd like to think you're hiding behind a, a trash can. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe even inside one. Maybe inside one. And then you look down and you realize there's a cat in there with you. No. <laughs> oh, no. Athena is also in the dark about what happened, but glad you guys made it. Yeah. What happened? Fills Safina in when she comes back into the, into the we cafe. We told them they shouldn't arrest us and they should leave. You have that kind of pull? Evidently. <laughs> I guess I stuck with the right crew then. I mean, we've gone all the way to hell and back with... Yeah, and I almost died a lot, and so, you know, I was kind of questioning whether I should still stick around with you guys. If you really want to know, I mean, we threatened him with uh, exposing those kinky pictures of his. Leaving out the fact that we're in them too, but, you know, we didn't really say much. He doesn't need to know that. Yeah, we bluffed a bit. I've been to Cafe Sophie many times, and I've often wondered, Torrid, why you keep fruit here, where most people keep peanuts on the bar. (laughs) But... Now I understand. My man here likes fruit. Uh, A nice juicy pear. (laughs) I finished the pear. Never let a good pear go to waste. Yeah. So, yeah. But, I mean, I guess the knowledge you have now is that, I mean, you've made a very big enemy, I suppose. So what's your next move? Yeah. How long do we have before this thing? The seance Uh, is in a couple of days' time. Okay, so we got time. you got time for we do need to fix it with somebody, by the way, that if we get disappeared, that that photograph makes its way to the Zeitung. Yeah, we need to make good on that threat. It has to be a good threat. We actually have to make good on it. So, I mean, maybe maybe one of you might know a reporter there. I'm sure I know a few, but this last time my uh, my black book wasn't as reliable as I thought. What we need is a lawyer. We don't need a journalist. We need a lawyer who will send a packet, a prepared packet, to the journalist if we haven't, like, checked in in a certain amount of time. I definitely have a lawyer. I just, like I said, now I'm beginning to wonder just how good my contacts really are. I think the problem is you just hire all these people that hang out at your bar. Right. The drunken doctor. (laughs) That might actually be a fair criticism. However, like I said... In this country, at this point in particular point in time, not everybody does business with foreigners. So, you know. I think the lawyer idea is a good one. There was also that photographer that we actually showed it to. I mean, maybe we could ask him to make some copies and, you know, send them out, if anything. If you, if you could trust him. Thank you, Max. I think that's advisable. Because as much as I really don't want that picture of me in the paper, it's much better than being dead or in jail. Put up on dead blow. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to ask because I can't remember, but did we explore every lead that we had? Are we just otherwise just waiting for this seance? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. We we went to the actress. We spoke to her and she recognized it, but she didn't think it was weird. Uh, the library is the one thing that we didn't really explore, right? There was a murder in the library. Yeah, and we met Alistair as well because we had his initials written down, or his card. I can't remember. I mean, it's it's a very vague clue, but there is that photograph of the tower. Do I recognize the tower? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's the Kaiser Wilhelm Turm in uh, the Grunewald. And then the film negative. Is it a negative or roll, reel or whatever? It was a film strip from a movie. I recognize the movie. Yes, it's the Golem of Prague starring Agnes Esterhazy. 
Right. We did try to locate her, but we haven't heard. She is not has not been findable. I was just going to say, we did ask the photographer about that. Yeah, he said it. there was something strange about the way it had been developed or something. It smelt weird, like not like the normal chemicals. All right. So maybe we could ask someone who actually works with film, like movie film. We could try and find this tower or ask about the tower. Or there's the library thing, right? There's the mm-hmm. old... Those murders, right? And we had seen that last, basically the last time we were together before this, right? It's old, yeah. A bit of clumsy foreshadowing at the end of the last adventure. Right. Max has contacts in the film business, correct? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I should. Does anyone... Yeah, I mean, I'm down to go there. I, I don't know. I'm just reading the article about the library thing again. I don't know. Prussian State Library. Nothing's gone missing. But they're not sure because there's a lot of stuff in here. Hmm. Of course, now it's been years, so maybe uh, maybe they do know. You know, I wonder if there was a follow-up on this. So, yeah, we could check that out. That's, that's the only thing. I mean, it was mixed in with it, so there's something going on. Unless it was just a connection to the inspector because he's listed as the inspector for that. Obviously, we can't ask him now. <laughs> hmm. But I think if we go to the library, we have a name. The person in charge of the Prussian division. Dr. F. Milka or Milha? So the dancer wants to go to the library. Oh, yeah. You're going to dance your way through the library. Well, he, he's, he's, a, he's a librarian uh, professor, so I'm going to charm him. <laughs> of course. Of course. I, I, will, I will put on my, uh, my most uh, conservative sexy thing. Are you going to wear those, like, cat eye glasses and put your hair up? <laughs> Exactly. Yep. Then as he's talking, I'll drop it down. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. So you head head then to the Russian State Library. Just before we leave, do I know anyone who is like you know develops film or works at? Would I have a name? Yeah. Or sure. A I want to ask Aegon to contact them while we're at the library. We'll try. Yeah. Make a education. Education. Well, I don't think I'm very educated. Probably not. I am. What are you trying? Yeah. I don't have any friends, unfortunately. No, I think maybe your time away from the business. Perhaps. Unless you want to push the role. If there's any way you can want to push the role, if you can think of a way. Because you, you make a few phone calls and people are just like, oh, Max, it's been too long. Those people aren't in business anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. That's such a... That's so sad. No, you're like, oh, oh, he died. Oh. No, I'm retired, Max. Like, <laughs> good to hear from you, though. We should get a beer. Like... <laughs> It'll catch up someday. You can push the roll if you want, if you can think of a way of... I'm trying to think of a way. You could call that guy who hates you. Oh, yeah, there's someone that you know for sure, but he really never... You never got on with him. Okay. All right. Last resort. I'll call this guy. Do I just roll uh, green? Just roll again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, that was close, too. It was close, but so you ring up. It's Otto Brown. Otto Brown a cinematographer that worked on your last film and he picks it up picks the phone up and he says uh, oh fucking Nemets why are you calling me listen look I know we we left on not the best terms I may have dropped the entire scene on on all of the film that you had just worked on you cost me a fucking job Nemets you still owe me yeah about that I had something very interesting to show you uh, to use you could use your expertise. If it's not a stack of Deutschmarks, I'm not interested. It's a film. God, you are always the worst. You know that. Terrible. You are like a plank of wood standing there. 
Yeah, I mean, look, to be honest, I, I haven't had work in a little while, if that makes you feel any better. I'm not surprised, let me tell you. You want me to help you after all this? It's gonna cost you, man. Well, I do have some wealthy friends. What One wealthy friend. Have you heard of the uh, Café Sophie? No. Uh, what about the Bonobo? No. Look, if you spend all your day drinking, that's your business. I promise you, I... Uh... I have a, a benefactor, if you will, a wealthy friend who's looking to get into the movie business. And he actually knows he's already hired a scriptwriter. But of course, you know, they'll need production staff. So it could be an interesting and lucrative gig. I don't know. You always work bad news. Okay. I'll come and see you, but I'm not promising anything. What do you say? Bonobo? What the fuck kind of name is that for a place? Come to Cafe Sophie. You degenerates, you and your ways. All right, what time? Today? Uh, this evening, perhaps. Uh, I'll treat you to a uh, a drink and a meal, just as a the start. The start of my compensation. Okay. And then he just puts the phone down. <laughs> wow, that guy really doesn't like you, huh? You not to up your call. Listen, he's not the friendliest guy, but he's he's very good at his job. Or was, I guess he's out of a job now, but... Uh, what did you do? He hasn't worked in three years because of you. <laughs> Look, there was a small fire. That old film is very flammable. It's very, very flammable. Yeah, so... But he did say he'll come this evening, so perhaps if we... We'll try the library now, and then we can show him this uh, film. Okay. Now, I'm not going to forget that you failed your push roll, but um, he, he's definitely coming around, so we'll see what, what happens. We're going to have another boat with the police. <laughs> Do you want me mean. to go with you? So, well, who's going to the library? I think Anne-Marie, you definitely are keen to dance your way. Well, well Anne-Marie's going to like work her weird, sexy librarian magic, so I think we should stay out of her way, for that part at least. It'd be weird for her to have an entourage. All right, but I'm not super educated, so... I don't want to... I would like to spend my time asking after these three Nazis who... Uh, attacked Katorian. Oh. Maybe go to the bar that he stumbled into or something. I'm definitely going with you, especially if it's better if there's two of us than one. And what, Safina, you're just going to wander the alleys of Berlin meanwhile? No, I'll be near the library in case something weird happens. Okay. All right. So you're going to be skulking around. Weird shit has happened in libraries to us Weird shit has happened in libraries. Also, weird shit has happened to you when you've been alone in the streets of Berlin. That's the other. I'll be by the door. Ready to run in. There's art books in the library. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, you can like watch for anyone shady showing up and like come in and warn us. That worked so well last time. Who was out watching for? That was Safina. I was, and there was a cat, and I swear it wanted to kill me. Okay, now you should probably just come inside with us. No, no, no I don't. I don't want to cramp Anne Marie's style. Yeah, I mean Anne Marie's got her game on. It would be really weird for her to like show up, try to flirt with like me next to her <laughs> well she's got to sneak me in already i feel like you could hide behind me but you know what they say that beauty will be offset by surrounded by <laughs> wow the cheerleader effect yeah oh no i make her look better by comparison is what andy's saying okay. oh all right yeah so not that no no the opposite by comparison amory will look like a goddess but anyway even better that's unfair on poor safina it's only because she's grimy Good cop, ugly cop. 
it's not that she's she's particularly ugly. She's just covered in dirt. I think is the main problem. Yeah, we could definitely do a makeover. We'll have to do a makeover episode. I at some really point. Really don't want another makeover. <laughs> Nobody enjoyed those makeovers. I could I brush her hair. Her appearance isn't bad. I'm mangy, like a cat. No, but your appearance is sixty. It's sixty. That's actually yeah, so you're like better than average. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's like stunning when you wash all the grunge off. All the soot off. <laughs> right, so let's move things on. So you head to the Prussian State Library, which is... I don't know where it is. Where is the Prussian State Library? This is an interesting one. Too. Hopefully in Berlin. Yeah, I mean, it is in, <laughs> it's definitely in Berlin. Unter den Linden. Haunt. You, it was quite close to the Babylon Cinema where, where you met Alistair Crowley the first time. Oh. So... Amory and Eckhart, you head in to the Prussian State Library. Now, the gentleman's name who died, do we remember? It says an employee, Ralph Schneider. Schneider, yeah. And the person that I'm looking for, I think, is this Dr. F. Milhau. Okay. He's the, he's the director. Okay, so you go in and you're shown up then to the uh, office of Dr. Milhau. You're shown up to his office and... He uh, welcomes you in. He says, uh, good day to you, madame, sir. Oh, good day. I've been thinking about this for, for a long time. And uh, Do you believe in premonitions? Premonitions, madame? Like you see something, or maybe a dream, and then later it comes back to you as if a memory. Oh, hmm. we all have strange dreams, madame. I don't think it means anything particular, no? No, but you, but have you ever have you ever had a, like a tune, a song stuck in your head that you can't get it out over and over? It's funny. There's one playing now in the background, and it keeps going round and round and round. Yes, yes. <laughs> he says, uh, "Not particularly, Madame. I, no, I'm not sure what this is about. I have a very busy schedule today. This is about the library, the books. Is there something you wish to inquire?" When I was a young girl, a few years ago. Oh, you are very young still, I would say. Uh, you were oh, 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 I, I, I fake a blush. How, do, how can you fake a blush? I don't think that's possible, do you? you no, know, you put your pretty hands in front of your face, so like you're blushing, but they can't, you know. Oh. All right. Okay. I, 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 so then, then I'll say, um, I, I read the most dreadful thing in the newspaper when I was in Berlin, and of, of, a, of a murder in the library. Oh, yes, it is terribly sad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Several years back now, poor Ralph. Very tragic. Very tragic. Yes. Why? Uh, what is the interest in it now, though? So I was. I came back to Berlin after being gone for so long, and I took the room I had left back then, and under the bed was that newspaper, open to that article, and I thought it must mean something. I must come here and learn more about it. Was something stolen? What happened? What would happen to the? Well, could you tell me more? Well, it's a long time now. It is. It is hard to remember exactly. What happened in those days after i was terribly upset you must understand ralph was a not just a colleague but i saw him as a if not a friend but certainly someone i cared about oh. uh, i care about all of my employees we, we are more like a family here than a business you see i smile that's very sweet you're such a sweet man why don't you make the charm roll now and then we'll see how the rest of this conversation goes oh boy all right we'll see how charming i can be Ooh. Well, it's a, it's a success. You, you're so charming. You Just barely. I'm only, I'm only somewhat successful today. Yeah, but no, no. It's a success. The library's it's not my main, my main drink. I say, uh, 
It says nothing was stolen, but I can't believe that someone would commit such a heinous act and not steal anything. They must have came for something, don't you think? Well, you see, now you bring this up. It is curious. I spent so many months afterwards turning around and around in my head. Why would anyone want to kill Ralph? Why? He was a sweet, innocent young man. But he mentioned something uh, maybe a month or two months before it happened. And uh, something stuck in my head. Uh, ah, what, what was it? It was about a book, a particular book that he had become a bit fixated on, I, I think you could say. I can't remember the name of the title, but the author, the author. Okay, you can make a group luck roll now between you and Eckhart. If it matters, I'm going to try to fake a tear. I'm an actor. So that means we both roll? Uh, no, the lower of us roll, right? So now. who's got the lowest luck out of you two? I have pretty high luck. I'm 85. I'm 85, so you would roll them. And Eckhart? Wow. <laughs> hey. Oh, my God. Uh, extreme. Yes. You rolled an extreme. You got a nine out of 75. Yes. And he sits there for a minute. He puts his hand on his chin. And he's like racking his brain. He says, that was it. He was obsessed with this author that I had never heard of. I mean, you have to understand we have thousands and thousands of books in the rare books. It was an author, a strange name, Vermius, Olaus Vermius. What the book was, I cannot tell. I cannot remember. But yes, it was this author, Olaus Vermius. Maybe you go and find it. Maybe you get some answers. Oh, I appreciate your time. I really do. And I kind of rub my eye a little bit. I say, I'm so sad to lose someone so close to you. And I, uh, my condolences. And I will leave unless he has something else to offer. And he says, thank you for your kind words and kind thoughts. Your friend here, though, very quiet. Are you also so touched by this tragedy? I was not familiar with it till until uh, told of it by my uh, friend here. Um, I'm simply here as her... Uh, Escort and companion. Very good. This book sounds interesting, though. Do you mind if we peruse the library and uh, see if we're able to find anything by this author? Oh, certainly. Certainly. You're welcome. You're my guests. Yes. If something in this book can give a clue to to the, this terrible tragedy, but please go ahead. <laughs> you, you're already out the door. <laughs> He's walking out. That is our sincere hope. Good day, sir. Uh, but yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and he's gone. Thank, thank you again. <laughs> so, you head down to the rare books section. Ooh, rare books. Yeah. And, well, we will just make this a dice roll then. So, this is uh, library use roll required here. Yes! Of course. Can we both look, or is it just the best one goes? How does that, how does that work? You can both make a library use roll. Yeah, just because you know. I do have 30%, you could be lucky. Oh, he's good. Though. I got a success. Eckhart's already nailed it. Hey, kind of a, I'll try. Nope. <laughs> Not even close. Almost. <laughs> good. Now, I'm giving you an offer here. Now, if you want to spend 11 luck, you'll get a hard success. I think that might be worth it. Could be worth yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Okay. Also, because failing luck rolls is entertaining. Right. So. Whilst looking for the Vermius book, you happen upon something that just catches your eye 
because of your interests, Eckhart, because of your knowledge of occult and weird stuff, that there is a very famous occult book that they have, a very rare one, an original printing of the Malleus Maleficarum, the infamous Hammer of Witches, a late medieval guide to witch hunting. And just something about it just attracted your attention. Hmm. As a player, I had the sense to leave this alone, but I'm not sure if Eckhart does or not. Oh, I think he, with his 85 intelligence, is going to definitely want to know what this is. So yeah, I'm going to check this book out. Okay. So you start riffling through it, and because you made that extreme luck roll earlier, after a couple of quick scans through, you open it on a page that that just makes you start because there is a fairly rough crude sketch of a creature that looks like a humanoid cat no and kind of zeroing in on it you read a few lines around it's in old German it's late medieval so it's a bit hard to you'd need to spend more time studying it but clearly this seems to be a kind of creature or familiar or something that is created by by witch covens at least as the mythology goes and the engraving is actually of an old crone feeding a trunk full of these foul cat-like creatures with human faces okay you could make a language german role if you want to read a text can i make a literature role I mean, is it, German's your native language. Oh yeah, okay. So it's just it's just a, a education role. It's just a straight education role. So you read how some witches possess the power to turn their enemies into abominations, half cat, half human, to serve as spies and assassins. Chillingly, the text makes note of the fact that even after transformation, the wretched victim retains a small sense of their former self. Well, that's horrifying. And you realize that there's also, there's tons of other interesting stuff in here, but you would need to spend a significant amount of time reading it to gain this information. So you would probably have to take, you know, request either time with it or... Yeah. This book, look, I I show you, I show her the cat thing. Mm. Oh, how cute. Oh, no, that's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) No, did you... (laughs) Did I actually see the thing that attacked uh, Safina? No, Safina's the only one that's seen it. Ah. But she she obviously described, told you all about it. Yeah. I could even sketch it. Yeah. Doesn't this look like the thing that uh, Safina was talking about? It does. Oh, that's really interesting. Is that, oh, it's a book on witchcrafts? That could be interesting. Maybe there's a witch after her. I wonder if they'd let us, they probably won't let us out of here with it. Oh, I think maybe. You, I have a library card. <laughs> Is this a lending library or a reference library? There's probably a reading room we could sit down and go through it. Oh, yeah, there's definitely a reading room. You, you would need to spend a few hours with it. Okay, well, that seems like it might be worthwhile. But let's go and try to find the other the thing we're here for originally first. Yes, indeed. And after a little bit more looking with your really amazing grasp of the Dewey Decimal System, whatever the German equivalent <laughs> is, you find the name Olaus Vermius on the spine of this very old, thick book. And there's a 
lectern in the in the middle of the room, which you would need to put it on because this thing is incredibly heavy. There's no actual title book title on on the spine, but it's the only book you can find for Olaus Vermius. Okay, so we'll haul it over to the lectern and dust it off. Okay, and it is covered in a thick layer of dust. And you put it down with a thump, and with that, the dust billows up off it, and the title is a bit obscured and. If you just brush off the dust a bit, you see it. The title of the book is Das Necronomicon. Oh, that's fascinating. Let's crack it open. We definitely want to read this. (laughs) Now it's officially Cthulhu again, yes. (laughs) And you open it, and it's just very confusing what you see inside. Because you turn over the dust leaf and a couple of blank pages and then there's a title and the author and it says Principia Newton and riffling through and flicking through you realize it's a German edition of Newton's Principia inside this cover and on looking closer you realize that the entire interior of the book has been crudely stitched into the cover so like the actual book's been removed and replaced yep it's been stolen. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a catchy title, too. I would have liked to have read it. That's very interesting. Necronomicon. It's like the Book of the Dead or something in Latin? Or like Book of Death? Uh, it, it's not... I, I won't go into the origin of that name, because there's a whole thing about that, but <laughs> if you're into Lovecraft. But do either of you have any Cthulhu mythos knowledge? I got five. You got five. I have five as well. Okay, you, if you want, it's risky, of course, because you can always fumble, but if you want, you can make a Cthulhu Mythos roll. What the hell? Yeah. Nope. Oh, okay, I will try as well. Nothing happened. Oh, oh, I also failed. Close. You can spend luck, you know, on a Cthulhu Mythos 21 roll, luck. It's a lot of luck, I suppose. Yeah. You know what the hell I'll do? It. Yeah? Oh, yeah, you got a ton of luck. Yeah, I have 85 luck, so that's this whole... Okay. So we'll be down to 64... Yeah, I'll spend 21 luck so I can know something about this, I guess. What we so you know on some instinctive level through, I guess, through the experiences you've had, that's essentially how you understand this, that this in some way is the primal text that actually reveals the truth behind the shadows that you see, the truth of the universe, the gods that you've already encountered. It's the Ur-text and extremely powerful, extremely dangerous. And in the either in the wrong hands or the right hands, it's extremely hazardous. But if someone who knows what this thing is has got it, the power it confers is immense. Yeah, I say, uh, <clears throat> well, I don't think somebody would have taken it in this way if they didn't know what it was. So somebody's got it and they're up to something. And somehow we're involved, whether we want to be or not. So this other book that, that this was replaced with, is this a rare thing as well? Like something that would be hard to come by? No, it's Newton's basic... I mean, it's Newton's Principia. I mean, maybe it's a slightly old version, but there are probably thousands and thousands of copies of, of this book. Well, yeah, just because of the size of it. It's not anything weird. It's just a regular Newton's Principia. It's an old one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. It's probably just the closest book to hand that was roughly the same size. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you think but, it was here in the library? Oh, that's also interesting. You know, someone needed a, a ringer to swap it with. 
Well, no, this is interesting, though, because if there is, if this book isn't here in the library, the original Newton's book, then, uh, or was original here, maybe they have a record of who took it out. If they do take is it a lending library or no? The rare books, no, it's not. The rare book section, these are kept. You, you have to read them inside the confines of the library. So, although a big ass version of Principia like that would be like reference also. Yeah, presumably. You wouldn't be able to bring yeah. it in here. No, they took it from here. That's what I'm thinking. So, so maybe we can figure out who looked at so it. So the last person to look at it, like whoever, yeah, maybe someone destroyed it accidentally. They keep those records. Yeah, and paid for it. You know what I mean? Like you come in, you accidentally destroy Newton's Principia, and you pay for it, and you apologize, and you leave. But actually, you swapped it out and stolen the Necronomicon, you know? I accidentally destroyed this book by gutting it and losing its contents. <laughs> Just got the cover here. I don't know what happened to all the pages. I'm thinking the cover might be on the, sh- the, sh- the shelf still. That- that's what I'd like to do is look for that. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, in the bathroom. No, just like, oops, I dropped a candle. I'm a big idiot, but also here's some gold. Like, you know. Interesting. Would you like to spend some time reading the Male- Maleus Maleficarum, though, the witch book? Okay. Well, might as well. All right. So you're going to need to make another library use roll just to get the information out of it. Wow. Nice. All good. All good. Okay, so beyond finding out about these terrifying (laughs) cat abominations, these familiars, and the fact that they're actually made from human beings, which probably sends a shiver down your spine at the thought of that, you read a lot about Hecate. There's so much imagery here that just takes you back to the terrifying days of Abizu, but whether it's genuinely the same or not, it maybe is just mythological resonance but Hecate is a triple-headed goddess as well she's the Greek triple-headed goddess associated with darkness crossroads spirits the moon and witchcraft and her three faces are said to represent the three phases of womanhood maiden mother and crone Hecate rules over the earth sky and sea furthermore as the daughter of Titans, she is not bound by the restrictions that hold back the Olympian gods from interference with mortal affairs. She actually really messes with people. <laughs> her association with witches was sealed for good with her appearance in Shakespeare's Macbeth. And I think this is the bit that really is the resonance, because if you remember, Hecate is sometimes associated with Lilith, but these connections are weak at best. And, of course, Lilith and Abizu Astarte also connected so well we also got that sorry because Hecate that's because of my notes right? uh, Esther House that's the seance we're going to right mm-hmm. that we were told that she worships triple headed goddess uh, State also known as Hecate so we, we got that before you yeah yeah huh well did, do we have anything about how to get rid of the cat besides a dog you know what make a luck roll I suppose it should be Eckhart as he's doing the studying so make a luck roll Wow, passing every single roll today. So I failed that fighting brawl roll. I'm never going to get better at that. Yeah. <laughs> I do that just in the hopes of improving it later. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's so munchkinning. So what you discover is that these cats, although they are monstrous, they're actually quite easy to fend off. They're, they're not particularly strong. They're, they're more scary than actually able to cause you genuine harm unless you're caught by a, a few of them. And in fact, they're, they're relatively easy to kill just by normal means. They're not in any way protected by any powers. But they're twisted human beings, so in a sense, you know. Yeah. 
But they're still cat-like, so if we take like a string, a ball of string, we could probably use it to distract them. Their main weakness is bullets. Yeah, <laughs> bullets and, and knives. And as a result, you gain three occult points from your studies. So one thing, I just want to see if, if they if I can find the copy of Newton's book here while while he was doing that. Yeah, just to see if we, if it's still here. Assuming they had a copy, I don't know. I could look for it or I could ask somebody. Maybe I don't know. Why don't you Why don't you make a library use roll then? Okay, yeah, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll look for it very unsuccessfully. You never know. Nothing happened. No, <laughs> no, I, I suck at libraries. So you're like you're wandering up and down, not realizing that the titles are all in Latin. Right. <laughs> I don't think the Dewey Decimal System existed. It was probably like way harder. No, it didn't. It's probably why library use is a thing, right? Yeah. We all laugh at it, but it probably was hard. Yeah, if you uh, read any M.R. James, uh, who I've been really getting into recently, the, the kind of early 20th century ghost story writer, he writes a lot about how difficult it is to find things in libraries all the time. So, Safina, I feel like we've left you outside for a long time. I mean, you, you've been out there for hours because they're just so... Is there anything you wanted to do whilst being out, out there? Did you want to go in yourself? Did you want to... Do you want to... Oh, take a nap. Take a nap. Just curl up in the corner somewhere. I thought you were going to do some artwork or something. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm trying to keep a low profile and keep an eye on the door. So she's the guard. She's going to get that and cover. No, no. I'll, I'll be like by the door. So if anybody comes in or if there's commotion, I'll hear it for sure. I have very, very sharp hearing, keen senses. Okay, so as you're curled up in the corner, because you're starting to drift off, you sort of spontaneously trigger your clairvoyance. Yeah, that does happen to me. When I was younger, that's how it started happening, actually. My clairvoyance started manifesting in that weird state between sleep and wakefulness. Roll clairvoyance. You're in that weird state between you think you're awake. You know that feeling you get when you think you're awake, but actually you're asleep? And then you realize when you wake up that you were asleep. And that's exactly what this feels like, because you're you're huddled up against the, the cold. Got your big coat on, of course. And... Just touching the stone, the cold old stone of the library walls, the exterior walls, suddenly your point of view, your perspective changes and you're perched up on a shelf, almost a bit like a cat. Oh, or like a book. Or like a book, yeah. <laughs> That's a bit even better. Yeah, you're perched up like a book and you see a young man. He's got a little trolley with some books on it and he's he's slowly making his way around this wood panelled room and finding the right place to put the books back. You're not hearing anything, you're just seeing these images so you don't really hear the, the squeak of the trolley wheels. You can imagine it but you don't hear it. And then three men come into the room and you don't recognise any of them. The one in the middle who seems to be the, the guy in charge the ringleader of this group I'll describe him to you. So he's probably in his late 50s. He's a rosy-cheeked man of considerable girth, approaching his twilight years. He looks strangely nothing so much like nothing so much as a clean-shaven Father Christmas. A jolly, rotund, rosy-cheeked man. And he comes forward with his two companions to talk to the young man and he asks for something and the young man turns to reach up for a shelf and then to your ineffable horror the rosy-cheeked Father Christmas just pulls out this wicked bladed knife 
grabs the man's hair and just slits his throat. Oh, Santa, no! No. And that face is just burned into your memory because there is just no expression as he slaughters this young man and lets him drop to the floor in this spreading pool of blood. He just wipes the knife twice on the man's coat and slips it back inside a scabbard inside his jacket. And then the scene fades. You somehow know on, on an intuitive level this is the place that your friends went to. Okay. But that face is now burned into your memory. And I would like you to make a sanity roll. Yeah. Ooh. Poop. Okay. okay, roll d d4, please. Roll a d4. Three. Okay, well, you wake up in this cold sweat. We're having seen that poor young man murdered in front of your eyes. And you won't forget that face. Yikes. Can I real quick sketch him? Yeah. I'll spend the rest of my time while I wait for them doing Erting. Absolutely. Yes, you draw the face. The D4 was my sanity loss, right? Yeah. Maybe by the time you've come out of your reverie, the others come out with their newfound knowledge. Eckhart and Amory, you come out and you, you see a, a rather shaken-looking Safina just huddled in the corner. Safina look, um, huddled in the corner of the, by one of the... by the entrance. I'll say, I had a vision this man, and I hold up my, the portrait I drew, killed the librarian or, or somebody who worked in the library. He's drawn him as an elf. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole theme. This should have been our Christmas episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's Santa. Oh, oh, Santa. Oh, uh, hold on. You killed who? I killed someone who works at the library, someone who pushed the cart in the library. He slit his throat. I saw it. Clear as day. I will describe the guy that we talked to, the professor, uh, did we just talk to you, McCool? McCool? Oh, it must be Ralph Schneider, then. Mm-hmm. Well, do you see the past? I thought you only see the future. I see all. Oh. I mean, is it very useful to see the past? It's already happened. Weren't you there when I saw the past? There was, like, a murder with the tree. I don't think so. Like, in season one? <laughs> I, wa- I wasn't here in season one. I'm oh, a new character. Oh, okay, you weren't. That's right. Of course it's useful to see the past. Ah. Yeah, we're trying to uncover secrets from the past, are we not? What is a book but a way to see the past? You're very wise, Eckhart. And your library use skill is on point. <laughs> Look, I know about books. Well, that guy doesn't look familiar to us, sir. Then this is the... I believe, Safina, this is Ralph's murderer. I think we're going to go show this picture to the Dr. Milkow. Murder Santa. <laughs> is that him, Murder Santa? Oh, <laughs> uh, now I can't unsee the Santa, and it's really scary. Uh, that's an excellent sketch of something that you saw in your in your memory. That's that's very good. It is my job, as close to a job as I have, at least. Right. No, I I, I knew that you were talented, but this is this is quite extraordinary. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've got a, a very accurate drawing now of this murderer. Well, we clearly need to do face recognition software so we can find him. <laughs> Check all the CCTVs. All right, so we did, we could walk. I, I don't know. Can we walk in and just tell this librarian that this might be the murderer? I, I don't think he'll. He didn't seem so up on the occult. I kind of tested the the waters there with the. No, we should just ask if he knows who he is. Oh, like oh, by the way, have you seen this? Oh, good. So let's cut back to the Katorian and to Max. So yeah, so I wanted to go investigate some Nazis. Try and find these three Nazis that beat up. But one little detour I might want to add is 
Do you think that before anything happens to us or it, that maybe we ought to hand this packet off to a lawyer? Haven't you got it somewhere safe already? We put it in a safe. Yeah, yeah. We had put it in a safe. Yeah. Do you mean the photos? You mean the photos specifically? Because I think we want the rest of it, I think, keep it in the safe. Yeah. I guess if it's on the way, otherwise you could do that tomorrow. I don't, I, honestly, I don't think that police officer, I think you freaked him out. <laughs> so you can do it, but you don't have to do it today. I agree. Okay. Now let's go find these guys. Let's just assume you do it, okay? We'll just gloss over it because it's not a difficult okay. thing to do. So you, you will say that your photograph has been sent to a lawyer with instructions to send it to the Zeitung if anything happens to you. If he doesn't hear back from us. Yeah. Yeah. Within what time? Within what time? A dead man switch or like... It's a dead man switch. Yeah. Oh, okay. The kind of train. So you... Yeah. I'll tell you what, you can make... I'm tempted to say credit rating. That's not really the right kind of role. It's more like streetwise-ness, isn't it? To see whether you get the information that will take you to somewhere where you can actually find find either them or someone that knows them. How about an intimidate role? Intimidate's good. What about you, Max? I'm kind of useless at this. I mean, physical violence can... Yeah, a fighting brawl. You could, you could use a fighting brawl. You know, if you want to beat, I mean, you beat, you'd be beating the information out of someone effectively. Well, if the intimidate doesn't work, then we might try that. All right, so I'm going to hang off. I won't do. I won't try and do anything. So you head to one of the bars that you know is frequented by the NSDP, the brown shirts. So you go in, you get some sullen looks, and there's a perhaps you pick out the least well-built one sitting, drinking a beer at the bar. They're singing some crude songs at the back. There's a bunch of them. So this could get a bit tricky if you don't play your cards right. Was there anything besides cracked teeth that I have to go on with those three dudes who jumped me? Were there any distinctive marks or scars or anything that I could describe? Yeah, you can do that, yeah. I mean, you, you got a good look at quite a few of them. I mean, the, the fear imprinted their features for sure. Right. So make that intimidating role. Okay, so no, I actually put my hand on the shoulder of, of this guy, and I say, I just want to introduce myself to you. I'm a foreigner, and a very wealthy foreigner in this country at that. He looks up at you with a sneer, saying, Your lot will be gone very soon, mister. Well, my friends and I, we fought off a, a couple of pals of yours who turned out to be not nearly as tough as, as they thought they were. And... Frankly, I would like to find them and pay them a call. And I think you're the one that I've decided will find them for us, or my friend here will have something to say about it. Okay. Is he wearing his uniform? Yeah, they, they go around in their brown shirts and black trousers most of the time, yeah, with a little bit of insignia, yep. Yeah, I said it's a, it's a very nice badge you have there. I have several of them at home. His eyes flick for, back and forth between the two of you. It's got a nice big clothespin in it. It'll, it'll, just imagine what that might do through the eye. Okay. Or through the ear. Make those, make those rolls then. <laughs> make the intimidate roll first. Oh, yeah. When you make the, the fighting brawl roll anyway, just as a sort of... Just... <laughs> I'm not saying you're punching the guy. I just want to see what the, the combined outcome is. It's not working. It's because you pasted that bloody great oh. big. Sorry, the first one. The three. <laughs> Holy wow. shit. Wow. 
he basically you punch him three times really quickly and the first one knocks the shit out it was, wasn't there. no no it's good you rolled a three in extreme okay so he almost I mean he's so freaked out by what you say Katorian and, and then looking at Nemetz and, and seeing his him kind of clenching his fist and I guess your knuckles are probably fairly scarred I imagine yes and he's on the verge of like calling out to the other Nazis at the back singing their song and then maybe you tighten your grip on him and he, he goes uh, I, I look I don't want any trouble mister no 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 trouble what do you want to know I I want you to tell us the names of the uh, men who tried to kill me they're one of the squads you said yes there were three of them and, and I described them to you yeah he said look there's a lot of rotter in the in the area you say he's got a cracked tooth oh Dark hair, about 40? Yes. Certainly not the ubermensch that you described, but evidently. I don't know this guy's name. I don't know. But there's a rumor, there's a rumor, that's all I know. That some crazy woman, like magic woman, gives them their orders. That's what I heard. A magic woman? I, I don't know. It's crazy. I know it sounds crazy, but... You lot are taking your orders now from a magic woman. Yeah, I, she can turn people's insides on the outsides, and on, they say. You don't mess with this. I don't know what her name is or where, but she's some kind of witch, they say. A witch? Look, that's all I know. I swear. I swear. I, don't hit me. Don't hit me. This guy, look. I can see. He's look. He looks like he wants to hit me. Please, tell your friend not to hit me. Max, perhaps you shouldn't hit him particularly hard <laughs> I say uh, well I think today's your lucky day and you have a foreigner to thank for that <laughs> he says yeah 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 but look those guys they're, they're crazy they're not like I mean they do some weird fucked up shit man yeah evidently they tried to do some weird fucked up shit to me but they were unsuccessful so, I guess the question is, should they and you guys be more afraid of this witch or of me and my friend here? Right now, sir, I think the answer is clear. I'm very afraid of you. I don't want any more trouble. Look, if I hear anything, give me your address. I come, I tell you, okay? Oh, and have you brown shirts, you know, destroying my establishment? I don't think so. I don't think so, no. I give them... The number. Who would I give the number? The lawyer's to? number. <laughs> yeah, the lawyer. Call my lawyer. Call my lawyer. He says, "Okay," and then he he says, "Look, I I don't want any more trouble. I I'm going now. I, I clear out of here. Okay." Sure. And uh, Heil, somebody, Uber race. Yavol, <laughs> Yavol, and he slinks out, a thoroughly despicable and, and loathsome, beaten man. So. Your would-be assassins were hired by a witch, apparently. That's interesting. Must be. Must be just nonsense, yeah? Well, I mean, I've stared a Babylonian goddess and that resulted in my friend here being turned into a doll, so I, I no longer doubt the weird things can be true. So, Okay. Should we, should we just... As we're leaving the bar, Max kind of turns around and just tries to do a calculation. Could he just destroy this whole place and realizes he can't and, and just leaves? Maybe you firebomb it. 
Yeah. One day just burns down. The thought certainly crosses his mind. Okay, so you're back at Cafe Sophie. You've all, after having various uh, interesting encounters and insights, so. Well, apparently the brown shirts are working for a witch. At least some of them. We find out something about witches. They have cats that have faces like people. Those old medieval fairy tales say things like that. As does uh, Safina. Weren't you chased by a human-faced cat? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds unnerving. Not so crazy now, am I? Right. I think there's a witch around, and luckily Eckhart has read the entire book and knows how to take out witches. So I'm not worried about it. Yeah, well, from what I can tell, a witch can be done for just like anyone else. It's, uh, the getting there that's the problem. Yeah, he said something like she can turn your insides out. I don't know if that's literal or, or figurative, well, if he's just talking about how bad, how scary she is. Besides this book about witches, we found out something about uh, Ralph, the guy who was murdered. He had apparently been become obsessed with this book. We tried to find the book, and we found its cover, and it had been stolen and replaced with a dummy. Anne-Marie here remembers something about this book from somewhere, that it is the real deal magic book, the Necronomicon. Might it have been Grau before his untimely... Who knows? Grau would have been interested in that. It's not. It was Santa Claus. Right. Santa Claus? Yes, I showed them my drawing. Safina had a vision while we were there. She saw the murder. Most people who are into this thing, aren't they all like fr friends of in Crowley Circle or whatever? I thought he's into this kind of thing. He's definitely into witchcraft, that's for damn sure. But, which is a very interesting thought, one you should hold on to for a sec. But when Safina gets the drawing out, Katorian and Max... So Katorian, you, you would need to make a... Make a credit rating roll. Oh, good. Nice. Hard success. And Max, make an education roll, actually. Okay. There we go. Ooh. But the first one... Stream, yeah. So, wow. <laughs> that is... Talk about heaven and hell. Okay. Yeah. So, Armenian, Katorian, yeah. you, you don't recognize who this is. But Max, you do. <gasps> you know who this sketch is I of. know this man it's Santa Claus <laughs> no I mean you don't know you don't know the man's name but you recognise him I recognise this man and he was the producer of the Golem of Prague he's a film producer he produced that uh, film that we have the reel for the film reel for Golem of Prague Gollum, huh? And then it comes to you. It comes to you after just digging through and the shocking moment of realisation comes. That person is Baron Grunau. Dun, dun. Baron Grunau was the producer of the Golem of Prague and also the one who had driven the whole of that Astarte working which is a fairly mind-shattering <laughs> realisation that you come to, that he's been there this whole time in the shadows. Why would someone like him do his own killing? Well, because he didn't want anybody else to have the book. Some people just like it. To 
cover the theft of the Necronomicon. You're asking why by his own hands, right? Yeah, he was there with two other people, so it's not like a secret secret. Maybe he enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Maybe he doesn't want anybody to know that he's got something. Well, I'd... yeah. Well, yeah, I would think so, except they said a woman. Yeah, but do Nazis really know the difference? Or maybe he's working with someone, or maybe... Remember, a good disguise. Maybe he's keeping his some entity at his beck and call. And of course, the whole thing is starting to mesh together now because Agnes Esterhazy, the star of the Garden of Prague, she is their worshipper of Hecate, according to Crowley. Oh. Now, before we end, everyone should make a luck roll. No kidding. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Wow, nice. Well, you get sanity back. You get a D10 sanity Nobody back. needed a sanity sanity back more than me. Roll a D10, you get your sanity back. Nice. Well, a little bit. A little bit. I lost a lot, so. Oh, I forgot to do. Wow. Your guys are on fire tonight. Okay, well, that I needed that. Well, our troubles last time started with a with a fumble, so. I feel like Katorian has successfully blackmailed two people in a row, so he's so he's like he's got his mojo back. Definitely. People wonder it's like you you know, you're not the greatest fighter in the world, you're not the great you know, whatever. It's like, well, you know. So Anne Marie, where do you sleep of a night? Where do I sleep? I have a flat. You have a flat. Yeah, you do, don't you? That's right. I'm being put up by the the the, the theater company or whatever warrior. Okay, so your sleep that night is interrupted by a banging at your door. Bang, 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 bang. Frantic. Oh, a frantic banging. Hmm. Right. I will uh, approach the door. I will take my little gun, though, because, you know, it's been rough. And I walk to the door. I stand next to it, not in front of it. And I say, who is it? A voice says, my name is Lena Desmond. I'm a newspaper reporter. I believe you or, or one of your friends has a folder that I dropped in Luna Park. You must know by now that you're in terrible, terrible danger. I can help you. It was me that dropped it that night. Oh, well, I mean, help is always welcome. I open the door. Whoa, whoa, whoa. None of us are there. And you open the door. It's a woman in desperate need. And the woman that's standing there, it's not Lena Desmond. Oh. She looks, it's a different woman. And she says, no, 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 look, it is me. I promise. It's just... I have a new face now. Oh. Well, uh, well I heard they were doing that uh, back in the States, in California. And I think that is where we will end the session. <laughs> Eddie, um, my friend never came to the cafe, I guess. <laughs> my film. <laughs> my film. We'll, we'll, we'll do that next week. No, he never turned up because you, 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 you failed your push roll. And he just le- he just left me to wait in the cafe. Yeah, yeah. you were waiting there for hours. And embarrassed me in front of my friends. I'm like, I'm sh- he's coming. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. <laughs> it's thank you time again. So first of all, thank you as usual to Sirenscape for providing the amazing sound beds, sound effects, and music for the podcast. Also, of course, this podcast. It would exist, but it wouldn't have the same joy and energy it does have if it wasn't for the Patreon backers. I love you all. I thank you all. You make my day, my month, my year. And at whatever level you're backing, I'm just so, so grateful. And thank you for helping us keep going. If you want to show your support for the show, 
please go to patreon.com forward slash grizzlypeaks where you can join at a variety of levels some of which will get you some really nice goodies like getting to play in one of our exclusive patreon backer only games that should be fun. I know it is. We've done one already, and it was awesome. But if your wallet can't quite stretch to reaching the grisly peak, as we call it, the $20 a month level, at the $5 a month level, you get access to exclusive Patreon-only shows. There's one released every month, and so far they've been quite special. So, uh, yeah, $5 a month gets you that. At $3 a month, you get early access to the regular show. At all levels also, I almost completely forgot, you will get access to the ongoing saga of our Mass of Nihilatep campaign. We stopped releasing that on the main feed, but I decided there was so much good stuff in there that I would release the episodes raw, unfiltered, unedited. So if you want to really see what goes on behind the scenes, that's the place to go. Those are available to back us at all levels. And there's a special Grizzly Masks level where for $2 a month you can get all of those Mass of Nihilatep episodes. So please, if you want to back the show, joining the Patreon is the best way to to do it we are ever so grateful for anyone that does join at any level and we are totally dedicated to producing as much great content as we possibly can to say thank you really to all of our backers